What is going on? It's been a little of an absence, a little, little, little late of an absence. Uh, I was with the Bills, uh, crazy schedule lately, and uh, coming off a loss that we didn't really talk about. We ain't really gonna talk about that tonight. Talk about this big thir- turkey day win that we had in uh, New Orleans. We're gonna recap that a little bit. Got my guy Mookie Hawkins in the building's Bills beat reporter. Mookie, what's going on tonight, man? What's going on with JT? Not much, man. Just you know, just uh, we're gonna recap this Bill Saints just a little bit. We ain't gonna touch on too much because it's so far away now. You know, you're so used to going at the game after a Sunday. It's been a couple of days like them leftovers. Hope you ain't throwing them out now. Get rid of them for your food. Oh uh, yeah, I was done. I was done the day after. <laughs> I was done the day after, man. It wasn't no more. I didn't overdo it, but it was it was it was great though. Was how, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was good, man. Just relax the, the fam, you know. I cut cut up my, my moms and bro, and you know, nothing really much, man. Just uh, just relaxing. And that that was it. Just relaxing. Um, but yeah, thank my guy for Mookie for uh, hopping in tonight in the locker room. And uh, we got a couple actually clips tonight. First time I knew me and Mookie were talking about get some clips out here of um some questions that he asked uh, Brian Dave on Leslie Frazier this week. You know, he has the the the. The credentials and the in the in the presence to be able to do that. So we're gonna we're gonna get a little exclusive night with this content. Hopefully, we do. We should start doing it every week. Like I told him, man, you know, start getting it out there. Because I know when they they be doing their interviews, be like noon, man. You be trying to catch the recap, but yeah, at work. Yeah, it's, it it kind of switches <laughs> up. I mean, one thing I you, you get used to, uh-huh. you know, them being on you know a, a routine, and then you know here it is, they get those stretch of, uh, you know national primetime games like you know they come fresh off of uh thursday right. night football to monday night football so you know that thursday schedule and then you know they play on monday night it kind of altered things normally normally you would talk to the coaches on monday but since that you know they have an extra day uh for monday night they started it on tuesday tuesday normally is the guys days off so right. it kind of like pushes back a day now. So today is just coaches. Uh, tomorrow is another day off. Uh, and Thursday they get back into the swing of things as far as preparing for New England. And right. then, uh, you know, we'll speak to coach on Sunday. Then, you know, they'll hit the road. Well, no, they won't hit the road. They'll they'll lock in for New England for Monday night. And, and that'll be that. See you at the game. Well, yeah, and that's the biggest thing. We're going to talk about a lot New England tonight. I mean, it's Pat's week. It ain't, it ain't really too much to talk about. We're going to get in a little bit of Trey White. How can we replace Trey White if we can replace Trey White? And, uh, yeah, man, that was a sad moment to see my man go down like that. And, um, but like I said, man, next man up. And uh, hopefully blessings to Trey to get uh, to get, to get uh, healthy. And uh, if you guys did not see the announcements today, you know, we'll give a couple announcements. Today. Jake Fromm was signed off to Bill's private squads by the Jets today, so he is no longer with the Buffalo Bills. Spencer Brown, Spencer Brown and Star Lutulele are off the COVID list, so they're back for this game. Fingers crossed. Uh, I mean, they should be back, but you never know what this COVID stuff thing pop up. And also, John Feliciano practice. He should be back for this week. So, I mean, we're gonna need all the, we're gonna need all the horses we can get versus Pat's team. A lot of people think they kind of scary. They're not as scary to me, but, you know, I don't think they're scary to Mookie either, so we're going to talk about that. And uh, if you guys are watching the show, whether on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook, if it's Twitter, retweet, give us a retweet and a comment, a hello. And uh, if you're on Facebook and YouTube, like, subscribe, share, you know, do all the good things. But back to this Thanksgiving Day game, we'll, we'll touch on it really quickly. Obviously, the Bills blew out the Saints 31-6. Mook, what were some things that you liked? What were some things that you didn't like? Uh, I like that they – 
you know, went with Brita, <laughs> even though mm-hmm. Brita went the wrong way on that screen pass, and that's why you didn't see him for, you know, the middle portion of that game because he blew an assignment. Um, but, you know, at the end, they stuck with it. They realized what worked for them in that game. And, you know, on on third and short situations, you know, they the play action was killing them. And I don't know why some phases of the game, they went away from it. Mm. And when they went back to it, you see Dawson Knox getting uh, not only did he get a first down, he gets a touchdown. You know, so I asked uh, Dable, you know, uh, about that stuff, uh, you know, today. Mm. And just trying to see if he can just stick with what works. What's our bread and butter? We, we know what's New England bread and butter. You know, I, I spoke with Coach McDermott about that very same bread and butter. So, <laughs> you know, it's just that we have to have some sort of bread and butter and stick to what works. And, you know, going down the line here in the second half of the season, it, it, it's kind of tough for the Bills. I mean, technically speaking, because they lost to Jacksonville. So every game right now, Hey, you it's no pushovers when you lose to Jacksonville. No, no. Every guy on your schedule potentially can beat you because that's motivation for them to say, Hey, if Jacksonville can beat these guys any given Sunday, we can knock the Buffalo Bills off, you know, if we prepare right. So, right, you know, you know, you got to handle business this week against New England. Uh, win against New England, uh, you know, give you so control right now, uh, in the division. Uh, put you in a driver's seat until you play them a couple more weeks later. Mm-hmm. And then you'll, you know, you pretty much control your own destiny there. But uh, New England has been hot of late, uh, and everybody's riding that New England wave now. Uh, you know, they, they, they pose as the scary thing. And, you know, Mac Jones is the best quarterback in the division now. And, you know, it, you know, it's, you know, in the words of Roy Jones, they must have forgot. You know, so hopefully right, the Bills can right. use that as a motivation and do what's needed this week, uh, you know, especially with Tredavious White out. Right. Well, one of the things, like I said, I don't want to spend too much time on this recap because I know you guys are thousands, thousand content creators out of a sudden when the Bills are good. So, therefore, I know you guys probably ain't got your uh, your leftovers of uh, the, the Bills Saints uh, recap a thousand times by now. But uh, I, I like the fact that we committed to the run game a little bit more. Even though we were only averaging about three yards, 3.2 yards to carry, we committed, and you could see the difference in, like you said, our play-action pass. The de- Even if you're not running the ball, great. Even if you don't have a high yards per carry, and you would like to see that yards per carry, I think, up to that 4.2, 4.3 at least range. As a defense, you still have to respect it, and we made the Saints respect it, and I think – I think there's a direct correlation there from Josh's 23 and 28, a way more efficient game that we've seen from it. Josh, when we're out there chucking a ball 47 yards, I mean, 47 times around the yard. So I, I, I appreciate that fact. I fact, I like the fact that we went to a really, and James touched on this the last time we were about the bills transitioning to more of an outside zone scheme and you're getting Breed in there for a speed. You could definitely see the difference between Breeda, Singletary, and Moss. And now Moss is inactive. I think we need to touch on that a little bit this week. Is he if he will be active again this season? And what's going what's going to happen with him? Because we know that the Bills do not like to carry four running backs on his active roster, including when you include Taiwan Jones as your special teams gunner. Um so I, I like that. I like the fact that we got Diggs involved early. Obviously, we can see the presence of Dawson Knox. We touched on that last show about how much Dawson Knox, how important he is. We definitely saw that, two tutties, um, and now he looks like a whole different different tight end. I mean, like I said, it, just, it wasn't just three months, about 90 days ago people were begging for Zach, Earth, Evan Ingram, any tight end they can get their hands on. 
And now we like, hey, we love juggernauts. Yeah, welcome to the party. You're a little late. A little late on that. Me and Mook was on that a couple of years ago. You're a little late on that, man. So, right. <laughs> going back to Perino and Talbot's uh, mosh pit thing they did that night. We were said Dawson Knox is going to be fine. It was about two years ago. So yeah, y'all want y'all don't believe us? Go look it up. It's film on that. Just saying. Um, <laughs> um, I like the fact that, you know, the defense was stout. They looked, they, you know, they treated Trevor Simeon how they should treat a quarterback of seven, Trevor Simeon's caliber. You beat them up. You beat that Saints team up. And, yeah, I know a lot of people are saying that they're an injured team. They're a battered team. That's an NFL team across the field from you. That's an NFL team that just that won five games this year. That's an NFL team that has a great coach in themselves and Sean Payton. So a win is a win. We take it. It's about stacking Ws. But, like I said, Anything you want to add on this on that Bill Saints game move before we move on? We gonna yeah, I'm gonna add on the things that I I, I didn't like. Oh, you know what I mean, <laughs> things I didn't like. So when Ooh, we yeah. go, when we when we uh you know talk about how great the you know the offense played, I I, I love how they came out. I mean, because you got to figure it was ten zip at halftime, mm-hmm. like it was still anybody's ball game. You know the Bills sputtered at time. I think sometimes they they tend to get cute and get in their own way install out drives uh, mm-hmm. as you can see josh allen had two interceptions in the game i mean why is that um you know you, you you're not effective at doing too much you know in the passing game where the run game is working to stick to what's working so when they go off off script or soon they go to them being themselves guess what other teams know those are prepared for that and that's what happens uh you, you get mess mishaps like it was third in inches, and they went one on one with Stephon Diggs on the bomb instead of getting the first down, running first and getting down the first down. And then they had to punt. Like so, that's what I mean by being in your own way. And then the defense played great. I mean, you know, 194 yards total, under 50 yards rushing, um, but we still don't really get sacks. You know, you right. get one or two sacks a game, and you know, you're going to have to do something now that you don't have Tredavious White. You're going to have to, you know, dial it up a little bit. They're going to have to start blitzing a little bit more than usual <laughs> to, you know, get quarterbacks off rhythm because now, you know, hey, if you don't, quarterbacks going to sit back all day and then you don't have a guy like Tredavious White who can play off man or press man or, you know, he, you, you know, he can, one side, he can play that. You don't have that no more. So how do you compensate with that? You're going to have to be a little bit more aggressive. You have to send some heat and match up. You know, you got to play. You got to tweak your defense a little bit better. I mean, I can't say better, but you have to tweak it to cater to Davis now being around for the remainder of the year. Why aren't we getting sacks? Is that coach? I mean, I, that's that's. I mean, we put pressure on. I mean, I, I one thing I will say is that we've been collapsing the pocket this year a lot more and leaving no passing lanes a lot more than I've seen the last few years. But Bro, once I again, mean, the sack totals are still not there. Right, because the same guys are in on pass rushing situations. You see Greg Rousseau and Espinosa starting games at times and stuff like that. But, you know, the thing about it is on third down when it really matters, you got Jerry and you got Mario still out there. You know, and you know, it's still not really panning out. Jerry's one thing I can say about Jerry, he's consistent on getting pressure to the quarterback. He just doesn't get the sacks. 
Mario Addison, he'll get you a sack here and there, <laughs> but he, he it affects in the run game. He's he's no good in uh, versus the run. Right. Uh, he's getting washed. You know, tackles are just washing him down because, you know, he's a little on the light side. You know, so he really doesn't help you too much in your run defense. You know what I mean? So that's the pros and cons of that. Then opposed to where a guy like Rousseau, six seven, six eight, and cleats two seventy. You know, Espinosa, you know, mm-hmm. those guys are more stout versus the runners, you know. Right. So that's where you see that. Next year, you'll see a, 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 a much different, you know, front because, you know, one of, one of those guys, if not both of them, may not yeah. be back. You know, hopefully Jerry probably be back signed, you know, for, you know, you know a little discount, you know what I mean? To keep for one year, four million, man. I ain't, yeah, going, something like I ain't that. going a penny you know, over yeah, you know, you don't want to go on. He's at the end of his career. I don't see him going anywhere else. I I, I see that he'll give us like that. He'll get the Lorenzo, you know, Alexander package. Zo package, yeah. He'll get the Zo package. Uh, Mario Addison, I think this is it for him. Um, and, you know, because you got you got you got Boogie Basham that's waiting in the wings as well. So you can't just right. keep having these guys sit and collect dust and play around on the practice spot with those guys. They need to play right away. And, you know, after this year, training wheels will be off. And, you know, maybe you'll see a little bit more better uh, pass rush, you know, from a natural schematic point. But right mm-hmm. now the Bills are going to have to blitz some guys. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see what the percentages is going to be from the rest of the season or how many times the Bills blitz now per game now that Tredavious is out. Yeah, I mean, and remember last year we did we didn't we did lose Tredavious for that Titans game, but then Tredavious was kind of um, hampered by that back injury last year for a couple of games, and we blitzed we our blitz percentage was definitely higher in those few games, and obviously I think AJ Klein was the one who was actually getting all those sacks last year with the blitz percentage the way it was. Um, so yeah, it's going to be definitely interesting, but not not getting too far ahead of ourselves. I think you want to go into next year and you know by the drafting and. The people you brought in, you would like to see Rosu and Epinesa as your two starting DNs next year. That's that should be the plan. And as Bills fans or analysts, or whatever you and anything related to the Bills, you better hope that that's the case. Because if that's not the case, then you either a trade it for somebody or send somebody big, which I don't see that happening. Or b you're behind schedule and you do not want to be behind schedule with these guys going into their second, third year. And you do want Boogie Bash from being your Third rotational guy. But I, I will tell you one thing. If the Jets do not retain Shaq Lawson, one guy I'm all for bringing back in-house here as a rotational player. Love the culture uh, of him having him here. Um, he was a great guy in the locker room, and he knows the system. Just uh, he's throwing it out there now because then I could come back in eight months if it randomly happens. Say, hey, yeah, I told you so. Just going to throw it out there now. <laughs> That no, may just, happen now. That could happen. That, just, that just, could happen. Just throwing it out there. You know, he, Shaq, Shaq loves Buffalo. I've seen Shaq blow the kid fans a kiss the other week. So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, the Bills did what they're supposed to do in New Orleans. That was a banged-up team. They beat them. But it, it, we got to move on. We got to move on. Trey White, man, um, how do we replace him? Is there anybody in this roster to replace him? Do we go a couple games with this? the young guys that we got? Dane Jackson. We got Nick McLeod there still. We got uh, Cam Lewis. Do we see if um, do we see if one of these guys can replace them? And before we bring in a veteran, or should we bring in a veteran now? What would what you thinking, man? Trey White, ACL, gone for the year. All right. Well, let's just okay. First thing, we know what's on our roster, right? Right. All right. So we know what we have on our roster. They've been on our roster since training camp. They're familiar with our skin. They're familiar with our system. 
we're developing some some of the guys. Um, we're developing all of them, basically. All of those guys are in development stages when you really look at it. Mm. Um, so we know what we got in their building. Next question is, what's out there? EJ Gaines. I'm not. I'm done with EJ. I'm not. I'm not. Darryl, I'm not. Darryl Worley. Yeah. Nope. Quentin Dunbar. Interesting name right there. Yeah. That's that's it. You know, the Quentin Dunbar is 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 it. Um, and I know you know Bills don't have nothing you know that's more you know nothing appealing you know other than uh, Dane Jackson, Cam Lewis. Uh, you, you got Elijah Griffin. Uh, they just signed. Um, um tim uh, harris tim harris yeah um you know and he got nick mcleod so um one thing i can say that in some of those corners that the bills have are you know there's some some big corners six one six two right uh you know tim harris six one six two guy um um mcleod six one six two so i think you know it builds more or less you know like the hang they had on guys they develop and you know so they're not household names so it seems like, hey, it's a, it's, a, it's a state of panic because you don't have Trey White. That's why I ask those questions. I asked Rager today. Uh, you know, I'm telling you, man, like, y'all going to have to dial this thing up. Ain't no way if and buts around it. You're not going to be able to place your Davis White at all. You know, he's one of the top corners in the in, NFL. In you, don't, you don't replace <laughs> that. You don't have another guy on your bench that you can say that he plays like Trey White. That's just not going right. to happen. You know, I actually want to get into that clip. As my man Cody Well tells us, Vontae Davis is still at the waiting at the bus stop, legend has it. So, <laughs> yeah, I want to. waiting at the bus stop. They wouldn't let me leave, dog. <laughs> actually, I want to play that clip about what you asked Leslie Frazier. Was that today? It was today, yes. right? Today, yeah. and then his response. This Patriot offense coach, they run multiple studs. I know that's a headache in itself, but Patriot half mastered one thing, and that's that sweep. How difficult will it be to prepare for that, especially when they could run it to either play side or backside? And um, would you have to dial it up a little bit more without having Trey out there? Um, you, you're right. They do a good job of running that toss sweep either way, uh, you know, front side or to the backside. They do a great job with that and executing it. And we'll have to do a good job of, of trying to defend it and, and slow them down when they're doing it. Uh, as far as strategy with Dr. Davis, you know, We'll see how the game goes and what we need to do. Uh, you know, we're still in the early processes of putting things together for that ball game. And, and uh, we'll see how it goes as the week goes on as we become more familiar with their offense. Yes, sir. Great week of practice, Coach. Thank you. Yeah, man. Coach Frazier, to me, he sounds like, you know, he, he pretty much saying, we all know you can't replace Trey White with one player. Trey White is arguably, and I think he solidified himself as a top three cornerback in the league just by his play this season in the early parts. Um, you can't replace Trey White with a player. It, it has to be a scheme. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, if we have two coaches on this coaching staff and Sean McDermott and Le- Leslie Frazier, two great football minds, and let's not forget we do have the best safety tandem duo in the NFL. That's not arguable anymore at this point. Um it's, it's going to be a scheme. It's not going to be one player. You got to, like I said, you got to get sacks. It's going to come from that D line. And there's no excuse for us not to finally the D line to come alive and play the way they need to play because we've been the number one allocated D line in salary cap space over the last four years because we have so many and we rotate. It's time for them to step up and do their job and get sacks. 
Now, I give it to them. They've closed the pocket this year. They've created havoc. They've created pressure that has led to turnovers. One thing that we did not see in 2020. This year, we have. But scheme, what are you thinking they got to do, man? I mean, who who's the key to this? Because I don't think it's anybody necessarily in the secondary. It's got to be up front. Um, I think it, it has to be capital than Lewis. Five, four. You're right. Oh, he did. Oh, wow. Sorry for that, y'all. Uh, you know, I had a bet. I had a bet saying that the Capitals would beat the Panthers. I took them plus one, so, you know, I even out if that's the case. But, yeah, if you took the over, you're a winner. You know what I mean? You know, I do sports betting, too. So, sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, um, I think that it has to be up front. I mean, you got Starlo Tula laid back, you know, off of COVID finally. So, you know, Ed Oliver's been definitely holding it down without him. Yeah, so it makes definitely. you wonder now what 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 Ed is capable of when Star is alongside of him. Okay. And I want to see more of Russo. I want to see more of uh of, of uh, Espinosa. I want to see more of that. Brandon Bryant uh uh Bryant Brandon Bryant wasn't bad out there uh in the benching of Vernon Butler. Uh, if you don't know who Brandon Bryan is, it's number 90. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think he played kind of kind of solid, uh, you know, out there. Um, I think it's going to take a lot of guys. It's going to take A.J. Klein to be out there. Uh, you know, it's going to take a complete team effort to make that work. And it's not going to be like one X-Factor guy that you can replace with Tredavious White. I think it's going to take a great scheme an aggressive scheme. I think it's going to take an aggressive scheme and, you know, how coach always mimic everybody needs to do their one eleven. It's going to take one, an aggressive scheme for those guys to do that, you know, and if they have the pieces to do it, but they got to put the aggressive scheme in there. I mean, you know, send some, send some safety blitzes, send, send some, some, some Matt Milano coming down the pipe. I mean, you know, you got to stir things up. You got to be a little bit more creative. Don't let New England just read the coverage of what it is on film and then it just be that. You know, we don't, you know, we gotta just gotta learn how to disguise things momentarily and blitz them, you know, because he's only gonna have a certain amount of time to correct it. And by the time he makes that correction, he should be either under duress or on his back. So, you know, that's where I think, and you know, the Bills, they don't blitz as much. Now, they're not a blitzing team at all. They're a team that rely on four-man pressure to get, uh, you know, pressure due to the fact that your back end is so good. Mm-hmm. Right now, you're losing your best player on that back end. So you have to compensate by, you know, being a little bit more aggressive, you know, pressing the issue a little bit more uh, and making teams a little bit more uncomfortable than usual by playing a more aggressive style of defense. So, um, you know, if, if that can happen, then you know they treat New England like, like it was last year. You know I don't want to understate the fact that I, Levi Wallace and Teron Johnson in particular are having the best seasons of to me of their NFL careers. Yeah. Uh, Levi has been very consistent to me this season, along with Teron. I me, mean, I can't even speak about Teron's play. Teron has been 
I think his coverage is 10 times better than it was last year because I was always suspect of his coverage and man, and he's done a lot better with that. But I mean, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. One guy I like to see more of is Saran Neal, not necessarily in coverage, but if you want, if you go back to Saran Neal versus the Texans in the wildcard game that year, his blitzing is very good. And it probably lead, it probably coincides with the fact that he's such a good gunner. I would like to see different things, but like you said, you're going to have to, have to see a lot of different people. AJ Klein, Saran Neal, Dane Jackson, Jaquan Johnson, if you want to someone, it's going to take a, a village to replace the loss of, of Tredavious White. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. But uh, no, I mean, I, if anybody get done, I think Cole Frazier get done, Sean McDermott, they'll, they'll scheme things up. They've been around this, uh, they've been around this league a long time. They've seen things, they've had people go down, they'll figure this thing out. But um, one of the things I want to talk about Levi Wallace really quick and just touch on is, you know, sometimes we see this and we saw this with J.C. Jackson, particularly about New England, when Stefan Gilmer went out. Sometimes when that number two corner has to step up into a number one role, which Levi is a number one corner right now, it elevates their game. And when that guy eventually comes back with Trey White will come back. That number two corner is also now a number one corner. I mean, because they had to go against the best of the best week in and week out, they had to assume that role. At the end of the day, now your secondary has become complete. Sometimes it happens that way. We've seen it multiple times over the years. Just saying. So I got a lot of faith in Levi. I got a lot of faith in Lisa Legend. I don't know about all that. We got I, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying. I've been trying to. I'm gonna nah. try to get you on this Levi train, man. Nah, I'm trying to... man. You, you gotta be a dog. See, the difference is Tredavious White. He's a dog to the point where teams don't even throw his way. That's called a dog. You know, it's a dog over there. Why right throw over mm. there when it's a dog over there? Well, you know, but we we got this. We got this. We got this little nasty poodle <laughs> over okay. on this other side. He's a nasty. He's feisty. You know what I mean? He'll bite you at times. You know what I mean? But he ain't a dog like that pit bull over there that, that's ready no, to go. No, no, you know, no. And, and now we're going to see. Here it is. Contract year, Levi. The opportunity's here. Are you number one cornerback status? Or do you be the wink, wink, and do Dane Jackson rise to the occasion? You know what I mean? So it, it's a lot of pressure on the guy. I want to see him be more aggressive. If he can't if he can come with that dog mentality and be aggressive, you know, and mm. he has the size, he has the length, but we need him to be more nasty. We need him to be more aggressive. The whole game, not just pieces and bits of the game. The whole entire game, all right? So, right. you know, it's, it's put up or shut up time, you know what I mean, for Levi. And, you know, he's got the rest of the season to prove that, you know, he's worthy of, of, of a contract. And you know, Dane Jackson, he's he's under contract, but this here is gonna, you know, be the tail of the tape of Levi Wallace. I hope, you know, he's he's up to the challenge because teams are definitely gonna throw at him. He's gonna be against Kendrick Bourne. Uh, you know, and here it is on the flip side, they're saying that you know, Levi don't like physical receivers. How in the hell can someone say that about a defensive guy? Me personally, I have a problem with that. You know what I mean? If someone says that he doesn't like physical receivers, how the hell anybody on the defense don't like a physical anybody that's physical on offense for that matter? Like, or he struggle or have a problem with with mm. physical receivers? I have a problem if someone going around saying that about me. 
No, nah, right, well, we're gonna see. Like I said, man, I hope Levi read the headlines, man. I want I want Levi read the headlines. I want I want, I want Levi to get this attention because you know I've been pushing for this attention for Levi for a minute. So I, I want him to get it. Like I said, I, I'm I'm big and I'm big on Levi. I'm big on Levi. But we're gonna see what happens. Uh <laughs> we don't we don't know what life is like without Trey White. And we about to find out. And it's a little bit nerve-wracking. I ain't gonna lie. It's a little bit nerve-wracking. But hey, we're about halfway through the show. Actually, we're a little bit more than halfway through the show. We only got two more segments. But you know what time it is. That means it is time for that bad take segment. And uh, where we go around different pages and find bad takes. I don't throw the names out there no more because that could lead to some problems. But as you guys know, your favorite segment, bad takes. Let's get it. So for the first bad take of the night, this one is from, uh, from, it seemed like a Patriot fan. And he says, life as a Bills fan. For the past 20 years, they lived under the boots of Tom Brady and the boots of Bill Belichick. Then Brady leaves and the sun starts to shine on them for what seemed like 20 minutes. And now here comes the other boot of Bill Belichick. The Mac Jones with his Opie Taylor face on it. So, I mean, first of all, you call it Mac Jones Opie. That ain't cool. That ain't cool. I don't care what the post. That ain't cool. You ain't gonna call him Matt. You ain't gonna call him Opie. That ain't cool. But I mean, it, you know what? If you if you think that the Patriots gonna come into Buffalo and beat them Monday Night Football, by all means, good. You should. They're seven and four, right? They 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 balling, right? Okay, cool, great. We'll see what happens. Bad take number two of the night. I am so sorry for you, for you Bills fans. Had to grow up as Bills fans. Honestly, prayers to you guys. The hell, are you sorry us for? I was, I was a kid in the 1990s. I seen for a Super Bowl team. I didn't even know that you weren't even supposed to go to the Super Bowl that many times. Huh? Don't be sorry for me. I'm cool. They little, t- little mad. They team lost. All right, they're a little salty. A little salty. Bad take number three of the week is we need a new quarterback. Okay, this. Every time someone puts a take out there like that, I'm gonna put it on the shelf because that is such an utterly and horrible take. But fine, whatever. Bad take number four. This is from the Saints game. Play calling looks just wrong. Exact opposite of our strength. Stress. Why feature or run our entire offensive game plan around a third string running back? Let me talk about Matt Breeder like that. Matt shot shot Matt, that one. Right, Matt Breida didn't play in the Super Bowl. It was number one. We talk about Matt Breida like that. That ain't cool, man. And final take that usually James does the jump roll, but James ain't here, so I do my. You go. You got to move. Move got the jump roll tonight. Okay, final take of the night. Bad take is laugh out loud. Y'all think you playing good? You playing a bad Saints team with a backup quarterback? Haven't beat anyone good this year. You beat the Chiefs when they were awful. So who have y'all really beat? What? What do you mean? Who have we really beat? What does that even mean? So the Chiefs are good now, but we beat them when they were bad? That don't even make any damn sense. Whatever, man. That, that, that is your bad taste for the week. Uh, if you guys see the bad taste, continue to sit a minute. But yeah, horrible, yeah, horrible takes. Just my, yeah, my drum wasn't as good as James. I got to work on that a little bit. <laughs> it's, a, it's all good. You know, James. It's all good, you know. James, James, James has had a lot of practice at this, uh, this, this drum roll prees, you know. But before I get to the last segment, I want to talk about what Breed and Sego Terry be the duo moving forward because obviously we saw these two, we saw Zach Moss inactive, which 
it was a little bit of a shocker, not too much of a shocker to some. I remember James called me this week and said, Hey, I think my Zach's gonna be inactive. And I was on the show the other week talking about I thought we I think we have room to carry all three to be completely honest with you. But uh yeah, Breed and Singletary, can they lead us down the line? I mean, Devin's averaging like five yards to carry, anybody knows that. Uh, I mean, right now they 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 gotta make they gotta they they gotta they gotta work with them as best as they can. This is all they got for the remainder of the season. I mean, I don't think they're gonna bring a, a, another guy in. Uh, obviously, the emergence of Matt Breida has altered that. Um, so I don't, I don't, I think the Bills try to build off of what's been going on lately in the run game. Mm-hmm. The outside zone has been working for them. Um, but, you know, teams are going to eventually catch up to that, too. So how do you be creative to, you know, still be effective in your run game? You can't keep running the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, all right, they got the little quick screen to breather. They got the sweep to him now. So are we going to see something different? i seen Tennessee Titans, you know, run for damn near 300 yards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Crapping, pulling, you know what I mean, running off tackle. Uh, with, with with two running backs, so I mean, I didn't want to say too much about Dable about that because I'm quite sure that he saw that. <laughs> he yeah, gets right. paid the big butts to see those type of things, you know. I saw them with my EBT eyes, you know. So <laughs> if if I saw it, I'm quite sure he saw that too, and trying to make sure how can they find some success within you know their scheme of things, you know, based upon what they saw Tennessee do against. You know, that defense, you do got Spencer Brown back. You got John Feliciano back. So pretty much you got your starting core line uh, back in the sauce. How healthy are they? We'll soon see, um, you know, especially with Spencer Brown dealing with COVID and Feliciano coming back with the injured calf. So um, it's still good to have those guys back. Um, having your guys for throttle breeze, nothing but confidence uh, within the scheme. Right. Um, but to one degree, they was going to have to limit certain packages, uh, because of you know those guys being out for quite a while. But it's good to have Spencer Brown back whenever you get Spencer Brown back. Um, you know, that's that does wonders to the run game because he's a very important beast, uh, in the run game. When Spencer Brown is out there, the Bills' run game is probably at its you know, its best, uh, when running the football. He's a rookie. You know, so um, I think the Bills going to, you know, look and find a nice size guard that size too. You know, about good six, uh, six, 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 seven guard. Three fifty. They're going to find next year to put night next to Spencer Brown. But then again, you got all these guys that's under contract. You just signed on your offensive line, mm-hmm. so go figure. You know, somebody might be asked to take a pay cut. Well, it's only one person on that offensive line that I can be thinking about has to take a pay cut, and that's somebody we made the highest paid in the league at one point. I'm just saying, ain't too many pay cuts to take outside that one deal. You look at a Dion, he signed his big deal last year. You look at years ago, excuse me, you got you got you got Feliciano, you got Mm -hmm. Williams, Morris, you said hot boy contract, 10 million Mm -hmm. per. Mm -hmm. And Feliciano that not even that starter money really. He's like right, right under starter money. And mm-hmm. actually, Dion deals declines every year. I think yeah. Dion's final year of his deal ends up, I think, like eight million for the season, which mm-hmm. for a left tackle was I mean starting. That's 
That's I just call him being the burglar all the time. That's just that's just highway robbery. Man, you know, they know how to do it. They know how to put right. it together. Yeah. I mean, you would I think Mookie is asking for a Jamie Nails clone. If you guys go back with the bills, you go way back with Jamie Nails. Jamie Nails is a big ass guard, man. Yeah, they knew we're gonna need one or you know, something yeah. that's athletic. You know, if you're trying to zone, you're gonna have athletic guys, you know, nasty mauler guards mm-hmm. like a Quentin Nelson type. You know, we don't have that. I don't understand why we're running this type of style of run game. We don't have all the pieces. Mm. You got two out of five. You know, that's 40% of the scheme. It's not going to work. You need all, you need 100% of those pieces mm. for it to work. And that's why you see the run game suffering. Ideal, ideal of ever moving, kicking in Deion Dawkins in the guard. If Spencer Brown continues on his trajectory. That's a probability. Who knows? The Bills might go get out a, another swing tackle, slide Spencer right. Brown to the left side, uh, move Dion in at All left right. guard because Bodiker might be done. I don't know. I think he's on the last year of his contract. Uh, you, you, you still got you still got uh, Daryl Williams and Feliciano. Uh, maybe you can move those guys, bump those guys down. Feliciano goes down the left guard. The Williams goes to right guard, and then you got Spencer Brown next year. That'll be your starting five. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know. You know, Miss Morris takes the pay cut, but that'll probably be potentially your starting five with Feliciano and Williams yeah. as your guards and Brown as your tackle. I think that was the starting lineup to start yeah. the season. It was. I mean, now personally, I'm, I mean, Alex, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but I'm still on key with signing a Brandon Schrift for um, agency. And I, I'm on, I'm still on board with that. I, I I like him as a I you know what I I know he's gonna cost some money. I've already done the math on it. He's probably gonna cost you about 15 million per year, honestly, to grab him. But I think you free up that cat space. You do what you got to do to fix this line. And I think if you make that move, and even if you have to move on from a Mitch Morris and slide Feliciano over to center, which I personally think he's better at center than he is guard. Um, I think you get a little versatile up front that way. Then I do so. Because then I'm looking at a lineup of Dawkins, um, um, Shrew, Morris, Darrell Williams, and 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 our guy Spencer Brown over there. And I I look at it office. I'm I'm looking at now I'm looking at versatility, because I happen to think that Felice Sam is a little bit more versatile than Mitch Morris. He definitely I think he's a little bit stronger than him in my opinion as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just that's just me. Or once again, like you said, bring another swing tackle in. If Spencer Brown continues his trajectory, he can slide over the left tackle. You move Dion to left guard, and now Dion at guard is, is a very scary thing. That's a very scary thing, and I don't know if people don't know how athletic Dion is, but he's extremely athletic, and that ain't somebody you want to see pulling around coming to see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree with that one. You know, what I mean, I mean, even in certain packages, I will put Dion at guard. You know, just to move him around because he's right. so athletic. You know? They had something earlier in the season, right? When before Spencer Brown became a starter, they were bringing in Spencer and doing an off tackle set, right? And I think yeah. Dion was on the interior. Yeah, you know, but yeah, I'll run that by table again and, and see, or I'll ask McDermott. You know, like you know, Dion being so versatile, uh, you need help. You know, what I mean, how old, how old is Morris? Human side, twenty nine. Um, Mitch Morris, I think is twenty nine. I think he's twenty nine. I think he's 29. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, you know, it, it, we won't get too far. But, I mean, like I said, as far as the running back duel, I like it. I like Breida and Singletary. I don't know what's going to happen with Moss now. Like, personally, I, I'm still a fan of having all three running backs on game day because I thought you saw when you got to the red zone the other day 
that's where you saw where you missed Zach Moss mm-hmm. inside that six seven yard line. Yeah, he's twenty nine. Mitch Morris okay. is twenty nine years old. Okay, cool. I, I thought he was. I was a little short, but thank you for verifying that and answering Cindy's question. I I think there's room for all three of them, and I I don't know. I mean, I I, I just there. It's just it's this thing they just won't let go, and it happened with T.J. Yeldon last year too. We would not carry him on the game day roster to save our lives. Just carry the four backs and see what happens. See what happens. You gotta you gotta put Zach Moss in certain situations. He he's a downhill runner. I know they they you know he was a zone type in in in, in Utah, but. In the NFL, he's more of a downhill type of back, you know, let his shoulders get squared so, you know, he can have a chance at the point of attack against linebackers and run those guys over. Playing zone, he, you know, he loses a lot of leverage, and he's not as patient as he is in college running zone. You know, you have to be a little bit more patient and quicker uh, to read things, and I think that's where he's struggling, in, you know, on this level. Uh so what do you do to fix that, a, a, a big back like that? You just give him the ball downhill. You know what I mean? Just, man, just block down, kick out, and see if, if a guy want to meet him one-on-one in the hole. You know, that's what we should be doing with Zach Moss. That's the type of back he is, a uh, downhill-style nasty runner. It's going to give you four or five yards of crack. And, you know, put him in one-on-one situations where it's just him and the linebacker one-on-one in the hole. I like those odds every time, but, you know, I think he's just not really a scheme fit to what they're trying to do. He don't have the speed to get outside, especially if we're just an outside run team. Um, he definitely don't, don't, don't fit, you know, cause I don't see him having the speed to get around the edge. So I'll run him more downhill where he could be more effective. Well, that's the biggest difference. You said you, you said it right. And Utah, he was outside zone and more of his own running back, but that's college. Like you said, that's a big difference from linebacker speed and, and, and corner and safety speed. Those two-tenths of a second that people say, oh, what's the difference between a 4-4 four, four and a 4-6? Or what's the difference between a 4-6 and a 4-8? Well, that's where it shows. That's where it shows in the NFL. So uh, I still think there's room for all three running backs on this roster. I think Zach, Zach was the guy who had, what, two touchdowns versus the Patriots last season. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that we really going to miss him around the goal line. But I got this strange feeling that if Breed and Singletary are running like they ran last game and it's effective and they can they can do more versatile things with them, we may not see Zach Moss the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that's unfortunate because I think he is a talented kid. Um, and I'm not saying that because I work with him. I just, I'm just i saying because I think he's a talented player. I think there's room for all three guys, just like I banked the table with T.J. Yeldon last year. So we'll see what, we'll see what they do. They haven't done it yet, so – it, it'd be far-fetched to believe that they're going to carry four running backs on the game day rest, roster, and you can't take Taiwan Jones off the roster. If you guys don't understand what Taiwan Jones does during the game, then you're just not watching and you don't understand football because Taiwan Jones is a dog, a dog. <laughs> glad to have him, glad that I have to go against him. But uh, we're going to move on to uh, – we're going to just get break down this Patriot game a little bit tonight, man. You know, Normally we don't do too much game previewing, but, you know, it's – this is Patriot Week, man. Don't nothing else really, don't nothing else really matter. Patriot Week, playing for first place, and you know what? Move. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put it this way, right? Last year we beat the Patriots twice, and we quote unquote dethroned them. 
it was a COVID year, no fans. Um, they had a ton of players opt out. I'm not making excuses for them at all. Trust me, I ain't getting no excuses. But they did have a lot of key players opt out and things that such. Uh, you're trying to figure out the quarterback position without Tom Brady. They're number one by a half a game in the AFC East right now. They're coming to Buffalo on Monday Night Football. Bill Belichick has a team that he likes, that he that he spent the most money, most guaranteed money in free agency history on. He's drafted the players he wants, and he has a quarterback he wants. We have our quarterback. He signed long-term. He's paid. We got a number one receiver. We have our offensive alignment. We have our defense alignment, supposedly. Unfortunately, we just lost our number one corner. Not making excuses. This is the way that you're supposed to dethrone them. It wasn't the way we got it last year. Right here, right now, is the way that we're supposed to dethrone them. This is the way that it's supposed to go down. This is the way it's supposed to be. This is divine intervention. This is how you take down Belichick and you beat him. You beat him when he has a high. You don't kick him when they're on the side of the road and down. They running, they coming off a 36 to 13 victory against the Sunday Titans, the same Titan tunes who beat us. Obviously, minus Derrick Henry now. This is the way it's supposed to be. Bills, Pats, this is the way, right? I think so. I mean, you know, we understand, you know, what happened with New England last year. No Tom Brady for the first time in 20 years. Uh, you, you, you lose, uh, you know, Hightower, Cordy Chung. You know, so you, you lost some quality yeah. pieces in that defense last year. Um, you know, but, you know, this year, you know, Belichick went to the strip club. You know, spun some money a little bit. Uh, they brought Keith Van Noy back. Uh, you think they got Matt Judon and, you know, mm-hmm. Hightower and those guys is back. J.C. Jackson is a carbon copy of, uh, you know, Stephon Gilmore. And, you know, here it is. New England is back in the sauce. They got Bear, Christian Barrymore, the rookie from Alabama. Yeah. Looking like a baby Vince Wilfork in the interior. Um, so, you know, they do a good job every year of drafting and, you know, Bill Belichick is one of the best that ever did it. So he has the ingredients. He knows the recipes. He's definitely know what he's looking for. Uh, so, you know, it's not more or less of a rebuild. It was just more of reloading and, you know, it, it took a season, you know, but we know that, you know, New England is going to be right back in the race. So it's only fitting to beat them, like you said, uh, with their best unit. You know, other than Tom Brady, this is their best unit by far. So, you know, here it is, you know, um, New England's best this year versus, you know, the Bills' best this year. So we'll see what weighs out. Uh, Do we have ourselves a true new rivalry? Uh, And, you know, this is a tough match for the Bills right now because a lot is at stake. You know, a lot is at stake. So this is definitely a must win because a loss will – basically put the bills out of the wild card right now you know so that's how crazy it is you know at this point this is a must win for both teams you know both you know you go from division winner to potentially not even getting a wild card spot that's how tight this afc is so you know this is definitely a must win for you know not only both teams but most more or less the bills right well and, and, and that's the thing. And I, I keep saying every single show right now, especially in AFC, NFL in general, parity is at an all-time high. And I go back to last year saying that when this happens, when you have the changing of the guards for the quarterbacks, you got the Brady's, the Rodgers, and the, the Breeze who retired now, the Phillip Rivers who's retired, 
those guys are leaving the game and now you have your next batch. And when your next batch is first coming in, just like when Kelly and Marino's guys came in, it's like the wild, wild west until the dust settles. And then you have your four elite, your two or three elite ones, your four, maybe four. And then everybody's kind of like, okay, cool. This is where we sit. This is where we level and off that. This is why it's this way. And the, this game particular and the next game versus New England is Josh's chance to put himself. We want to call him elite. We want to say it, but we don't want to fully believe it yet. Not yet. Some people do, some people don't. The national media, they go up and down and they tell lies. We know how national media is. They gotta they get this about it's about getting views and ratings. This is his chance. You got Monday night football, not with Bill, not with the Patriots being three and seven or four and six. They're a half a game ahead of you. This is a chance to give it back to them. Yeah, they're they're eight and four. You know, they're on a six game winning streak. <laughs> and you know, they haven't played nobody neither, and that's the thing. Like, you know, New England put the same damn teams the Bills play, right? Right. But they don't get the they don't get the benefit of the fact of oh oh they're playing the weakest schedule in the NFL. Well, guess what? So are the damn New England Patriots. Same okay? schedule. So you know they not make they, they don't make that excuse for them. But when it's the Bills, they they gotta go try and find something. Oh well, you zip the Dolphins. Uh, yeah, they're the worst in the league. Oh, you zip Houston. Oh, they're the worst. You know how hard it is to, to hold a team from scoring no points, you know, in the NFL, let alone, you know. So, but on the flip side, New England gets praised for it, you know. Right. I'm that's what I'm tired of. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of that, you know. What I mean, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. They're playing the same guy. Look, they 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 laud New England on. Oh, look at how they beat Tennessee. They went in it. It beat Tennessee, but guess what? Tennessee didn't have no Derrick Henry, no <laughs> Julio Jones, no, no AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Uh, they're missing guys on their defense, and they gave up damn near 300 yards on the ground. If it wasn't for the turnovers, it'll be a totally different football game, you know. So you know they got away with one there, you know. So the Bills got to play a perfect game against New England. In order to win, you know, what I mean, you can't you can't turn the ball over. Uh, New England thrives off that. You can't turn the ball over against a team like New England. So they're going to have to play their best game to beat this New England Patriots team. And, you know, they got to be aggressive, too. They can't be conservative or passive aggressive. They got to be they got to play with their chest out. They got to play like they're the AFC East defending champions. Well, and, that, and that's the thing. A lot of it's going to come down to who's going to set the tone first. You can't let Bill Belichick's Patriots come into your house and set the tone first because we know that's exactly what they want to do. They want to hit you hard. They want to put you down early. They want to pin you down. New England, when I've watched the games, and I've watched, obviously, if you guys know anything about me, you know I live in Patriot country. So I get every New England game. And I've watched, sat and watched almost every single one just as much as I watched the Bills or simultaneously if I had to. They struggle when you need Mac Jones to stretch the ball down the field. They're a run-first team, pass second. Everything comes off the play action. And, I mean, he's a rookie quarterback. And, honestly, for a rookie quarterback, I'm going to give Matt his roses why he's here right now. Matt looks extremely good for a rookie quarterback, extremely polished. But he makes a lot of mistakes when he's trying to push the ball down the field and he, they need him to stretch it. That's when he struggles. And that's why, as much as good as Buffalo's running game is, and I, and I and we're gonna play that Brian Dable clip that you had too. 
because I want, I want he talked about the challenges of play faces doing on defense when you asked him. As good as this Bills running game can possibly be against this New England team, who gave like 300 yards rushing against Tennessee last week against, against Hilliard and Foreman, we need to pass this ball a yard or a yard and pin them down early to pull them out of their run game because that's how they almost beat us last year in the first matchup was running the ball methodically down the field. We need to make them have this rookie quarterback coming to our territory. 70,000 screaming Bills fans on Monday Night Football. I know half you going to be drunk before the game time because the game's at 8.15 at night because I know you'll be drunk at 9 a.m. in the morning. So we need to make him uncomfortable. But I want to talk – I want to play that Brian Dable clip when he's talking about facing the challenge with the defense because that was a very good question he asked him, and he gave some insight to how he feels about it. First day with Mookie Arkins, Orpho Sports and 80. How's it going today? Good, Luke. How are you? I'm good, man. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Yours? Oh, it was great, man. Anytime you can break bread with family, and you okay. know, it's always a good thing, right? Okay. Uh, Coach, the last six games, New England defense has given up 10 points per game and probably played more zone than, <laughs> than ever before this season. So what type of challenges uh, will this offense face with, you know, this, this New England defense? Yeah, the last four, they've given up about six. Um, 15.8 per game. Uh, got a lot of really good players. Uh, on all three levels, they're very well coached. They play their techniques well. They're fundamentally sound. They tackle well. Uh, they get the ball out. Um, you know, it's typical New England defense. Um, well coached, good, smart players, physical, tough, and take the ball away. You know, they're Coach Belichick, uh, obviously one of the greatest ever. Um, had a privilege to be around him and you know, that's, that's always been a trademark is take the ball away. Um, I think he's got, it's like 174 and 18 or something like that with a plus one turnover ratio somewhere around there. Um, so it'll be a huge challenge. Yeah. He talked about the challenge in New England. Um, but he sounded very confident to me. I don't know what you got from you talked to him. I want you to break down what he was talking about, man. Um, well, he was giving, you know, just giving praise, you know, basically, you know, he knows coming from New England, you know, what Bill Belichick is capable of. Um, uh, he knows what Bill Belichick's look for, you know, when it comes to preparing to beat a team. And, you know, that's what they, they, they strive to do. They strive to, um, you know, play mistake-free football. Um, you know, the quarterback is just the greatest game manager. He's not the elite uh, QB. Uh, he can be, you know, as long as he's efficient and let the game comes to him. You know, don't don't try to step outside of yourself and, you know, and, and, and run the offense. Um, they have one of the, you know, top rushing attacks in the NFL, and that poses a threat to a Buffalo Bills team. Um, you know, they don't do well with teams that have elite running backs or thrives on running the football. And New England thrives on running the football, and they do it by committee. And, you know, I, I asked Coach McDermott, you know, today as well, how are they going to be able to stop that sweep? I asked Coach Frazier as well, uh, because it's a play that I know that's their, it's, it's their bread and butter. I see New England run this damn sweep each week against everybody, and it's the same result. I have not seen any team that was able to stop the New England Patriots 
sweeping the football. I mean, this is like elementary out here. It's just, you know, student body right, student body left. And they're so good with it. They can do it from either side. They could do it from the play side. They could do it from the back side. So it makes it difficult to read uh, if you see, you know, strong right and, you know, they're tossing it left to the weak and nobody's there. <laughs> so it's going to be quite the chess match this Monday night. And, you know, New England is definitely going, you're going to see that sweep. You know, you're going to see that sweep a lot, you right. know, on Monday night. So the Bills need to be prepared for that. Right. You know, speaking of Monday night, if you guys are actually in the area, I forgot to put the promo flyer, but you put it on our page this week. Um, Saturday afternoon, I'll actually be back in Buffalo for this for the weekend. So if you guys are around, you want to have a drink or something like that, you know something going down, hit me up. Uh, maybe I'll pop up. I don't know. I'll be busy, but I'll pop up. Um, Saturday from 1 to 4 p.m. over there at, uh, is it Spare Lanes mm-hmm. in uh, 500 Pearl? Stevie Johnson, Aaron Williams, former receiver Kevin Elliott. They're having a uh, a uh, combination of Wolfpack clothing. And one to four, I think it's free bowling. So come on down there, call that bowler Rama. So, yeah, former Bills receiver Stevie Johnson, former safety Aaron Williams, and uh, Sp- uh, Spencer Sizedick of uh, Wolfpack clothing. They're going to be having a free one to four bowling thing down there. Bowler Rama. So I'll be down there hanging out and stuff like that. And uh, I don't know, maybe you catch me and Aaron. I'm on Chippewa this weekend. They always catch us on Chippewa. Maybe I'll be in town. So the boys are back in town. We have to have, have us a little bit of fun. But uh, maybe, maybe Mook will show up too. Maybe, Mook, maybe I'll come down to Mook and Mook will have a, a press conference with y'all and just talk. And y'all can ask, a, ask him a thousand questions like you got it for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> it might pop up like a computer virus down there. Also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't say virus in these times. <laughs> uh, computer virus. Right? Don't even say the word virus in these times. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Oh man! Pop up like a zit, I guess. Huh? That's it, zit. Yeah, that's that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. But no, man, I think that um, it, it's gonna be a big, it's a big statement game for the Bills. Um, this is a game like this where you're playing a tough defense. This is what we pay money for to Cole Beasley. This is what we traded for Stephon Diggs. This is what we brought Million Sanders for. This is why we waited on the development for Dawson Knox. These guys got to eat. It's yeah. time. Well, they, they better find a way to, to get Stefan Diggs the ball. As you see, you know, when we isolate Stefan Diggs, he dances with the stars. Mm-hmm. All right. So we need to let him continue to keep dancing the way he danced on Marshawn Lattimore and finessed him real easy for mm. six. Um, you know, we, we, we got to do those type of deals. And. Um, special teams, I think, you know, we, we're, we're soon to forget that, you know, special teams, you know, New England are sticklers for, you know, hanging their hat on that. And, you know, they got one of the best special team aces, you know, a lot of time in Matthew Slater. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Marquez Stevenson just got activated. Uh, I didn't think he didn't do too bad. It wasn't too shabby. I almost had a little, little hiccup there. But, yeah. you know, he was able to, you know, get a hold of the ball. Um, not bad for his first professional game, you know what I mean, and being thrown out there uh, under the circumstances. So that's something you're going to have to keep an eye out on too. You know, this is the third of the game. Uh, and playing the New England team, you're going to have to beat New England in all three phases in all order three. to win. Yeah. So, you know, special teams is definitely going to be key this week. Yeah, it's going to be key. Uh, and like I said, we give Buffalo their praises for special teams because, like I said, they have been one of the best teams units in, uh, in the league. Um 
but I, I can't wait to see that JC Jackson matchup versus Stefan Diggs because I I like I actually, I actually like uh Steph uh, JC Jackson, but I think he's an arrogant corner. Now, mind you, there's a thin line between arrogant and greatness, and he has seven interceptions for a reason. But Stefan Diggs mm-hmm. tore his ass up. Plain and simple, he tore his ass up last year. And if he gets arrogant again like that, and they think they can match a one on one, I think Diggs gonna tear his ass up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I that that's a matchup I'm picking on. I'm picking on that matchup. So we we gonna see what happens, man. This is a big game. I mean, maybe, maybe you hear from us later in the week again. I don't know. Like I said, it's a statement game. Buffalo, a game that they really need to win before heading to Tampa Bay because these this next stretch is a little tough. Right. This next stretch is a little tough. But hey, Mook, man, any, any parting words? You got anything going on? What, what's 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 going on in your neighborhood, man? What's what's up? Um, well, you know, yeah, like you said, you guys, Stevie Johnson will be, you know, on deck. Um, he'll be having a football training clamp uh, on that same Saturday, you know, oh, yeah. trying to be Roddy, the old rock pile, mm-hmm. I think from uh, 9 to 12. So, you know, it's free camp, you know, bring all your kids out. That's, you know, has admirations on learning the game. Courtesy of your boy, you know what I mean? Stevie Johnson, you know what I mean? So he'll be in the place. You can also, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be – uh on radio tomorrow night so everybody that's tuning in you can you know hear me on radio you can call in uh the waffle radio late night sports mm-hmm. tomorrow uh you can you know check all the clips i got some more clips to put up so okay you, know, you can check me out on twitter all day yeah man if anything you guys are probably you know i gotta check my work schedule i, I don't think i gotta see if i'm i think i'll be back on i should be back on next tuesday yeah, because I don't, I don't work late Tuesday, so I should be back on next Tuesday. Win or lose, we'll be back here. Um, I don't believe we're going to do a post-game show right after the game because that, that's just way too late um, to do that. But uh, I think you will see me back next Tuesday. So we'll break down whatever happens. Hopefully it's a Bills win next Tuesday. Hopefully we have Mallory back in the house. And then, oh, so let's see. Maybe we'll get a maybe we get a guest on next week. You know what I mean? If they win, we maybe we get a guest. If they lose, man, I ain't bringing nobody. <laughs> Just keep me the one hundred. bills on Monday night. You going and you know the over under three and a half. I know you're betting, Gary. You said, yeah. New, New England covering, always covering, right? Yeah, uncovering. Okay, it's gonna be it's gonna be a. Uh, it's gonna be a uh, late field goal. I got you know, I, I I'm going the same thing. Tyler Bass wins this game. I think Tyler Bass wins this game. <laughs> so hey, we'll see what happens, man. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for commenting and uh, keeping the show uh, informative and active. Cindy Martinez, my, my girl Cindy says 38 to 1. I didn't even get a one. I like how Cindy there. think. I like how she thinks. Cindy be on it, man. I'm not gonna lie. Cindy, Cindy be on her on her stuff, man. I, I, I love Cindy. She's great. Uh, my boy oh, she Joey. said 17, 17, 17, 17. 17, huh? 17, 17. I see 17. my boy Joey. I see my boy Cody in there, man. I appreciate yeah. the comments. I see Fred's in there posting. Yeah, Fred in there. Yeah. So no, it was, I mean, was a lot of people wanted to be so late, but uh, yeah, man. Uh How's your uh, how's your high school team do? We took an L, man. In the semis. Okay. Yeah, we didn't show up. We we showed up, up up there with four flat tires, man. And you know, season's over. 
Yeah. Well, you know, great, what? Run, great, great run, though. Great season nonetheless. Hats off to you guys over there, man. Them thing. And uh, let's go, Bennett Tigers. Now down the line. Now I'm not. I'm gonna make sure I shout out Bennett Tigers. Just shout out Bennett Tigers, my man. Oh, Wani Todd over there. Dewan mm-hmm. Todd, CC Pride, stand up. So uh, yeah, man. But hey, Mook, thanks for joining me in tonight and, and coming on. And uh, we'll see everybody next Tuesday, man. Another informative show. Hopefully, a a a, a dethroning will happen this Monday night. So. So all you guys, thank you guys. If you guys are out there shopping for Christmas and things like that, the holidays are hectic and crazy. So try to keep your stress level down. Stay, be safe, be careful. You know, it's a lot of dangers out there in the world. And as always, thank you for tuning in and watching the show and support, man. We will catch y'all next time. Peace.